0: Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly.
1: Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today's January 18th, 2021, and what better way to kick off the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday with another Produce Industry Podcast episode. Kicking the episode off today, we have Mary Coppola, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at United Fresh Produce Association, a fancy partner of the Produce Industry Podcast, introducing our featured guest today. Mary and I do have a quick chat about the Refresh program and some of the upcoming opportunities with United Fresh. So our featured guest today is Georgia Pacific. That's right. Liz Walsh, the director of Insights to Innovation. Now, Liz is an insights leader supporting the expansion of key innovation pipelines for the packaging and cellulose business. She is an experienced insights professional with a demonstrated history of bringing new products and services to market in B2B, retail, healthcare, and e-commerce. So what's cool about this is, is georgia pacific is also a member of united fresh so we're going to kick this episode off with introducing united fresh as well as having united fresh introduce georgia pacific quick update as well january 20th 2021 the produce industry podcast is having their first virtual networking hour sponsored by terra exports That's right. So if you haven't signed up, please do so as well. And check out some of the amazing sponsors we have at the Produce Industry Podcast. And if you haven't checked it out already, please check out the Produce Industry Show on YouTube. We've got a lot of great content coming. We've got the apple taste off round two. We've been throwing out some information about the smitten apple, the arctic apples, who's going to be the top apple, who is going to be crowned queen apple. So check it out. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming out over the first quarter, which I think is going to go by very fast. But let's get our first guest on the line so we can start chopping it up. And having some fun, everyone. Hey, Mary, welcome back to the show.
2: Hey, Patrick, always good to be with you. Happy New Year. I think this might be the first time we're getting back together in the new year.
1: Well, I would say we are, but we're not. I want to give a huge (laughs) shout out to United Fresh for being a fancy partner of the podcast. And that includes really me being at these virtual and in-person shows. So, It's not the first time because I've been involved in Refresh since last week. That's true, Patrick.
2: We've seen you on all of the Refresh programming so far. Uh, We even saw you at the end of the year last year during the season of giving back. So thank you for being so supportive of United Fresh. And it's nice to have your face and your voice in our conversations.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. When we talked last year, we talked about Engage, right? engaging yep. Alex DeNovo, big, uh, shout out to DNO produce. Obviously he was the one that said at the Washington conference, we have to engage, right. We have to interact and we've got to tell our own story. Okay. Um, that's what you get for giving me the opportunity to do that. So you are going to see my face. You're going to see uh, a lot of the people that I work with, which we've been, you know, we brought to the table, Michael Chavez, Andrew Mashler at Golden Star. We've got a few good guys and a few good gals that we're going to obviously bring to the conversation. And I am happy to be involved and and be engaged with, uh, I would say an association that cares for our industry. So I do appreciate that. But beyond that, beyond that, Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the refresh, pre- pre- refresh, say that five times fast, program going on throughout the entire month of January. We've got Brandstorm coming up in March. Yes. Uh, I can tell you that 2021 is just looking like a fantastic year. Or as I said, feeling it's going to be a grape year. Am I right?
2: Oh, <laughs> yes. I love those, those fruit and vegetable puns. You can't get enough of them but you're right, this year is going to be a great or grape year. And we're really excited to be hosting these refresh sessions. We've got 10 sessions throughout the month of January and each one is uh, touching on a different topic for the industry, bringing different folks from each company together uh, to have these critical conversations so that we can all move into the year refreshed and on the same page. And they've been going really well.
1: Well, I can tell you, I've been refreshed since last year. My glass was overflowing last year. I am six weeks out, maybe seven, everyone, to bringing on my third baby. So my 2020 was fantastic watching my lovely wife grow and be able to see this baby getting ready to come out. So I am so excited to bring on this 2021 because I am bringing a new child onto this planet that's right everyone if you don't know i am a little responsible when it comes to those sort of things so um i'm just so looking forward to this but here we got to talk though real quick serious stuff besides the baby okay
2: yeah how can i top that right
1: but there is some serious (laughs) stuff we've got united fresh everyone is an association and they are involved in the political aspect of the fresh fruits and produce industry if you did not know there are big things happening um in congress in the senate and i believe that we have some meet and greets that are going on and bringing on i believe and correct me if i'm wrong was it the 117th uh yep, congress, the district it. right
2: yeah thanks patrick we're hosting meetings with all of the freshmen of the 117th congress right now and you mentioned our washington conference in september um briefly if you look back at what we do year over year, we call it our March on Capitol Hill. And of course, that's fun and, and very literal when we're in person in Washington, DC. This year has been a little different and we've been able to host these conversations virtually with our congressmen. And I will say they've been, um, they've been great in terms of hosting us and, and showing up and being very um, present with our conversations. They listen to the fresh produce industry. We're able to express our needs. And um, and it's just a really powerful conversation to be able to, to do this. So we're happy to be hosting them right now. Um, they are open to United Fresh members, but you don't have to be a constituent to attend a meeting. You can attend any one of the meetings that we're, we're booking right now.
1: That's fantastic. And like I said, we got to give some of those shout outs because... There are times as business owners, we do know people in the produce industry have many connections with their political or you know let's say local, federal, state officials. But if you want to get introduced to United, you want to see what they offer, right? Uh, Check it out. Check out who's in your district, uh, what state you're in to meet with somebody uh, because I think that's valuable. I think that as the Washington Conference comes up this year, if you meet with these people now, they have the face with the name all year as we're advocating for the things that we need. Um, yeah. And then when they see you in person or via Zoom, uh, they're gonna say, hey, there you are. Great to have you back. And the conversation goes a lot smoother. If anybody knows um, or doesn't know, I, um, I marched, right, with uh, yep. California Citrus Mutual for almost nine years, lobbying for the California citrus industry. So mm-hmm. uh, trust me, I've been there. And it's no fun in games, everyone. It's literally the 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I would say sometimes 11 p.m. depends about dinners, but it, it is it is a march. It is tough, and there's a lot of industries fighting to be on this march. There's a lot of yes. specific, you know, uh, organizations and industries that do this as well. So United Fresh helps get that collective together. So Mary, I want to thank you for one coming on today, but we actually have someone coming on the line next. That is involved in United Fresh. So would you like to announce our guest coming on the line today?
2: Yes, Thank you so much, Patrick. I would like to welcome Liz Walsh from Georgia Pacific. Georgia Pacific is very involved with United Fresh. They exhibit at our show. Uh, some of their team members participate in our Produce Marketing and Merchandising Council, among others. So I just want to welcome Liz today.
1: All right, everyone. Let's get Liz Walsh on the line. Thank you, Patrick. It's
0: great to be here.
1: You know, when we met right over, I would say, this crazy vast network through LinkedIn and these virtual networking, uh, I would say, events, I met Maddie, who introduced me to one of our other guests on the show that was grocery outlet, Matt Reeves. And now she got us in contact with Georgia Pacific with yourself. and. One thing I liked about 2020 is that we were able to connect in such a different way than we were before. We were able to connect more over this virtual platform. And I'm just really glad to have Georgia Pacific on the show today because one, who the heck are you? I'm telling you when I got the, the, I would say the call, they were, you know, Maddie said, Hey, we want to introduce you to Georgia Pacific. And I said, who? Who who are we talking about? So I got to tee this up because one, Liz, I got to know and we got to let the industry know is really... What do you do and who you are to the produce industry? Uh,
0: Absolutely. Well, Georgia Pacific is probably a name that you know when you think about household items like toilet paper, quilted Northern, Angel Soft, and paper towel that you might use like Brawny. Um, But people don't know as much about what we do in produce and all that we do actually in the world of packaging and boxes. Um, We're also known for our, um, our building product materials too, which you may not have known. So yes, would love to dive into produce and some of the work that I've been recently doing. I lead our insights to innovation and I have an opportunity to actually have taken the last few months this summer to really dive into the produce value chain. So talking from everyone from consumers that are shopping for produce all the way through to our farmers to grocery retailers and it's just been fascinating the things that we've learned um, in 2020. So good, good to share that with you today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited because as I was traveling through the website, your website's very cool because it kind of shows when I watched the video right on the homepage, it it started with like the lumber, right? Like you said, and I'm watching this video like I am so confused right now. But then when it goes around, you talk about solutions, you talk about better packaging, then it starts to intrigue me going, okay, now I see where Georgia Pacific can play a role within that industry. So I want to start there. Let's talk about some of these packaging solutions, what you're doing for the industry. And remember... We'd never have to name customers, but we always like to talk maybe about some of those boxes or some of those materials that are out there and where we can recognize you at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about the different work that we do in, in produce, there are all different types of boxes that are that are needed for our customers. And let's talk for a minute um, about um, different commodities that we have, right? So when you think about growers out in California, we're helping them service everything from items like lettuce that have to be hydro-cooled and have boxes that need to be um, wax-coated for that reason, to keep uh, everything at the temperature that it needs to be, and also to make sure that the integrity of the box is there. And then we do Many other different types of commodities that ship in more standard boxes, but we do industrial packaging. Um, we, we really run the gamut. So, would love to hear more from you about what you're most interested in specifically when it comes to our produce packaging.
1: You know what's crazy, and I'm a, I'm a citrus guy. So, when you think about it, or when I think about it, we ship citrus throughout the entire globe. Right? We ship domestic to box retailers, you know, wholesalers, food service partners, and then we export you know, we have a very standard box that we use. It's the normal 40-pound carton. It's a basic corrugated box. It's got uh, ventilation, obviously, for our citrus. And I can tell you that, geez, Liz, I would say thousands, but many times throughout the years, we get a lot of new companies coming in talking about um, optimum, Optimum packaging, uh, new packaging solutions, how to create you know, better shelf life within your packaging. These are all things that obviously, one, are good to know about our product and our industry and moving forward, but they also have another cost associated with that as well, right? So, yeah. when I look at Georgia Pacific and we talk about you know your how you impact the industry with your con, you know I was going to say containers but your corrugated or your packaging solutions, where would there be a value for someone like a citrus shipper like myself uh, to understand the value of what Georgia Pacific has?
0: Yeah, great question so interestingly, you know one of the things that we learned when we talked to consumers most recently about what they value um, produce freshness is is mission critical to them. And oftentimes we found that consumers are making their decision about which grocery store they choose based on produce, right? So if they're not seeing the freshest produce, they're going to shop somewhere else. So knowing that um, it's really imperative for the grocery retailer, as well as the grower, to make sure that whatever they're shipping um, arrives undamaged for one, and then also as fresh as possible. So there is certain type of packaging that we can offer where we can help ensure greater freshness by making sure, again, you, you mentioned the aerating or the holes that are there, that enough oxygen is getting in. And also there's other things that you can do, do in how you design um, how the box, how the boxes are palletized when they're shipping um, that can help make sure they don't get damaged along the way. And that's another element too, you know, when it comes to supply chain, as you know, in 2020, supply chains were just very challenged. And, and one of the things that one of the things that we did see happen was there was some frustration um, at times from growers around certain items arriving to grocery retailers in a way that um, they weren't you know, top-notch. They weren't at their freshest. And so I do think exploring those things is really important because, again, um, there is so much food waste, and we haven't talked about that yet, but so much food waste that can go on at the grocery retailer if, if that item doesn't arrive fresh.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I saw that this year. It's as again, as a citrus, look at that one. That was a tongue tie, a citrus shipper. Try to say that five times fast, everybody. (laughs) Citrus shipper. Um, As a citrus shipper though, uh, we did notice that when we would go to grocery stores that one, there was a lot of fresh product out there. And when I mean fresh, some of the freshest that anybody and everybody was getting in the States, right? And probably export as well. But all right, there was a butt coming. Uh, we also saw a lot of nasty produce, and we are wondering what was going on because uh in 2020. Uh, we were sitting here going with everybody staying at home with all the things happening. There should be the freshest, freshest produce on the shelf, the freshest products on the shelf, because once the supply chains and the essential workers and everybody started kicking into gear again, we expected that. Right. And especially with the USDA farmers to families program that was put out, they were given what $3 billion to service the ag industry and delivering fresh fruits, vegetables, meats, dairies, and other things to the local community. Um, that 's a big one right That's yeah That's a big one you've got to have freshness in in the stores, so I do agree, so also, I was on your website obviously doing some more research. And I watched the how we make boxes. And it's pretty cool because if you haven't been in a packaging facility, you could actually see how corrugated boxes are actually made starting from the beginning. So uh, very cool. And I suggest you checking that out just so you can get a better idea of how corrugated is made. And there's also, uh, Georgia Pacific has it on their YouTube channel as well. So definitely want to recommend looking at that because if Again, coming from a citrus side, we order all this packaging throughout the year and we store it in a certain part of our warehouse to use it throughout the year. So it's very important. Um, As you talked about though, sustainability. One thing that we saw um, over the last uh, six to eight months was there's a lot of food waste going on. Um, There is, absolutely. And people are are making companies from this food waste, Liz. And what I mean by that is there's companies being started that's taking the food waste and then delivering this food. And I'm starting to think, hmm, do we have a problem or has this always been happening? Oh, well, I threw that one out there like that. Hmm. Yeah,
0: no, it's a, it's a fantastic point. And you know, one of the companies that we ran into in some of the conversations we had with grocery retailers was Flash Food, which they actually create an app where an individual can be alerted of grocery um, items, produce specifically, that's going on sale. So it's sort of like a quick sale like they do in the meat department. And um, we heard from this retailer that they were able to uh, basically decrease their food waste by 10% where they piloted the app. So um, excellent example of how some people are responding. And then we also uh, have a technology called Juno um, within Georgia Pacific where we're able to take um, waste, food waste included, paper waste, plastic from commercial locations like grocery retailers, um, restaurants, and actually take that and put it through a process that allows it to be sterilized and cleaned and that we can repurpose that for fiber that goes into new boxes. So recycled fiber, Clean recycled plastics, metals. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, we can we can divert quite a bit of what would go into landfill um, and put it towards uh, a good end, which is wonderful.
1: That that is that is fantastic. You know, it's crazy. I was on the golf course uh, a few weeks back, and you know, some of the golf courses. I, I'm here in Tampa, so I was playing uh, TPC Tampa Bay, and so the golf courses are now out or say outlawing. They're uh, they're ruling really out plastic tees. Right? And I think that's a good thing because a lot of plastic is being uh, broken when you hit, obviously, a golf ball off the tee and those plastic tees end up breaking. The plastic obviously stays where? Outside on the ground, right? Um, right. So even uh, they were, there are new companies out there that are making bamboo and um, someone, we were on the tee box and one of the guys literally says, you know what, I, I can't believe that someone hasn't come out with a compostable tee yet. I can't believe that someone hasn't come out with something made of compost or recycled material to where this tea can just be, you know, if it breaks, you could just leave it there and it's just going to pretty much go right into the ground. Right. Exactly. And it's yeah.
0: interesting. Why hasn't because, someone thought of that?
1: Right. And, and, <laughs> yes. and I've been looking, I started getting on, on the internet and there are, there's a lot of different companies that are trying to do things, but I was sitting there going, man, that, that is a fantastic idea. I mean, the less you could put, and you said it right. The less you can put in that dump and that waste, the better for the world, right? It was funny because someone said this to me the other day and it really has stuck with me. And when they said, hey, that's not my trash. And I said, and they go, yeah, but it's my planet. And I was like, dang, I was like, that's a mic drop right there. Like, yeah, that's not our trash, but it is our planet. It is, you know, what we need to do. Which brings me to um, one thing we're going to talk about that I'm going to talk about your principles of progress. And this is something I thought was cool. I'm going to chat about it for a second and then we're going to take a quick break. But the principles of progress at at, uh, Georgia Pacific has me thinking, right? And these principles that guide the behaviors as Georgia Pacific works to help people improve their lives conserve, challenge, control, contribute, and connect. Very powerful words. We're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and get right back with Liz. Welcome to Terra Exports, where culture and diversity meet the produce industry. Let's hear from some of the exciting staff at Terra Exports.
2: My name is Ludmila. I live in Kiev. I am a senior sales manager of European division of Terra Export. What I like in Terra is to work with team and people so patient of what they are doing.
1: Hello, guys. This is Marcelo from Terra Export's domestic team. I am a coordinator and I love working for Terra. Hey guys, this is Yesenia. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I work for Terra Export in our headquarters office. I am the shipping and logistics manager, and what I love the most working with Terra is working alongside such passionate people. Hi, this is Ana. I live in Bogota, Colombia. I am part of the tropicals divisions. I am in charge of the sales and purchase for this division. And what I like to work in Terra is the people and the diversity we have in the company. Terra Export. Terra Exports. Terra Exports. Terra Exports. Visit them at TerraExports.com. What's up, everybody? We're back. Weekend winners. Make sure you get your fix this week. We're taking a couple weeks off after this edition. I got to get home and be a dad to a new son. So make sure you enjoy this week because it's the last one until February. We're talking about our favorite type of sunrise. Our friends at the Jaffa brand with their sunrise grapefruit. The Jaffa brand is one of
2: the most well-known citrus growers for fruit out of Israel. This beautiful grapefruit has a gorgeous red flesh. Make sure to cut a piece open, overwrap wrap it in plastic,
1: toss it in a display just like this to make sure your consumers know what kind of color pop and flavorful taste this great piece of fruit has to offer. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. It's always great to hear from our sponsors, but let's get back with talking with Liz Walsh at Georgia Pacific. Liz, welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks so much. Great to be here, Patrick.
1: It's been a fantastic ride so far. We've had some great conversation. Sometimes I think we need to include all the off the mic talk and the bloopers in some of these shows, but then I just think people would just be dying laughing almost half the time, right? So I'm glad we don't, but I'm sure we will bring some more fun things into this. Uh, Before break, we talked about the principles of progress. And they are fascinating to me. I'm going to talk about them again. Conserve, challenge, control, contribute, and connect. Let's talk about some of these, Liz, because these are some powerful words.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad to. So one of the ones I wanted to, to touch on first was um, we're doing a lot around our, our forestry initiative. So when you think about renewability, um, when in terms of forest Forest Circularity, we have a new virtual forestry tour that we're now taking customers on. In the past, um, our head of sustainability, uh, David Brabham, would actually take people out um, to these places where we'd be in person. But in absence of that, in 2020, we were able to do some really creative things with content digitally to actually have the experience with them. And so that's something that for our customers uh, has been a real a real great way to get a sense for what we're doing when it comes to um, our vision and mission around this. So I'll take you on the tour someday.
1: I agree. I want to be there. I want to see this whole tour in person. I think it'd be fun. So the sustainability aspect, I love. Let's talk a little bit more. So when we look at some of these principles as well, uh, you got to talk to me about them because Georgia Pacific's everywhere, right? I, I, like, you know, when you say you're all thanks to all people, I think you covered that. I really do because Georgia Pacific is everywhere. Like I said, just looking at my house right now and going back to the video and what you said, um, everything, everything includes Georgia Pacific. And I mean, let's be real here. And we said we weren't going to bring it up, but we are. Okay. Uh, 2020 was a little bit crazy. And there was one thing in the supply chain that people ran out to get and they pretty much cleared the shelves of it, right? And, and do you remember what that product was, Liz? I don't know,
0: I might know it.
1: Was you it, toilet paper?
0: it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> toilet paper? Yeah, toilet paper, exactly. But what's crazy right. is, and I, and I always relate that, it's, you know, the food was still on the shelves, but the toilet paper was not, right? Um, so again, I'm starting to learn about Georgia Pacific, just being everywhere, what they make, how they contribute, you know, in our home, you know, It's just insane how you guys are everywhere and creating a sustainable future. And so what about... Talk to me about that connection though, Um, with you being everywhere in all places, you know, what type of social impact, you know, are you making within the community? Because you sound like a pretty large organization.
0: Patrick, our impact really goes beyond our products and services. We support initiatives like Feeding America, actually through the United Fresh event. We did that also UNICEF. But if you want to find out more, um, certainly can go to gppackaging.com to see what else we're a part of.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad. Uh, You know what? I I support Feeding America. United Fresh is a partner here uh, on the podcast as well. So even right there, everyone, I just learned something new that Georgia Pacific is in the food industry sponsoring some of our food companies. So this is fantastic to know, Liz, because again, as I said off the mic, it's some of these full circle approaches that we didn't even know you were here. And now we've got a company that's supporting us on a 360, I would say, evaluated supply chain. You're, you're in the supply chain working to make it better. So, uh, Liz, we got to talk a little bit more because in your position over at Georgia Pacific, we talked, I mean, you're, you're part of the innovation team. Am I right? Or, or is yes. that... Uh lead to same Yes, yes that's exactly.
0: You got it. You got it. So yeah, <laughs> um, and we're, we're working on some really exciting things right now. Um, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about is, you know, e-commerce is a big part of uh, work that we do um, with our packaging. And actually, we responded to some needs around consumers really wanting to not be receiving poly mailers to their doors because they can't recycle those things curbside. So we were mm-hmm. able to work in partnership with Amazon on a recyclable um, padded mailer solution for them. So that's now, hopefully you'll see that um, as as you're noticing things um, come to you via mail. But again, I, I think you touched on this when we talked about some generational differences, but really millennials and Gen Zs are just demanding changes with regard to what they're comfortable with when it comes to packaging and the influence now that consumers are having around everything really, right? Produce packaging included is just incredible.
1: Well, you brought it up. I didn't. She said it to everyone. Millennials and Gen Z are looking for change. If you're in the produce and supply chain industry, you know that change is one of the hardest things to do for us farmers and ag people, right? Liz, you probably see it too yes. uh, on your side, not just the, not just the ag industry. Um, But, you know, I talk about this in my book a lot, you know, millennial boom, we talk about the different generations, we talk about thriving together. And if there's one lesson that I learned over the past six to eight months, I would say that it's lessons learned from each generation. You know, being able to pull these lessons are have been incredible, right. And it's crazy as someone said this, you know, I think it was on a, a very, very good uh, TV show, which I'm not gonna is a not gonna say, um, but they said, you know what? The di- there's a difference between legend and history, right? There's there's a difference in those. Creating a legacy leaves a very good history to read, but a legend can turn into almost a fairy tale. And we want to make sure that we create this legacy to create a history that we can keep learning from as well. So I'm glad you brought up about the millennials and the Gen Zs really demanding this change because our entire globe, you know, as we are in this global economy um, is changing so fast, right? Would you agree? I mean, it's so fast. Yes. And
0: and I think the other piece too, that we learned through the discovery work we did in produce was because of the fact that growers are shipping, not just domestically, but internationally as well. We've been challenged uh, more recently to come up with changes to primary packaging as well because for example um grapes that we want to ship to australia they don't want to accept styrofoam packaging anymore on the inside that that helps to keep you know keeps the grapes safe protected gets them you know arriving safely but we had to look at different alternatives so we're exploring um another type of actually um medium that we're able to use um with our boxes that can help resist moisture um and protect the grapes without without having the risk of not being recyclable. So um, I think that push globally, um, many of the companies that we partner with are global companies, that regulatory changes have happened so much faster, right, in Europe and Asia. um, And the US is going to have to respond sooner, especially if we're going to, again, participate in the global economy. You
1: know, what's crazy is that I'm, I'm sitting here listening and I've sold grapes before and I have sold grapes in Styrofoam. And I always wondered about that because I was like, is this like a, like a catch-22, like a false negative, like we're having food inside of Styrofoam? Like, I would, and I hate Styrofoam. I, I hate it. I've never liked it. You know what I really hate about Styrofoam, Liz, is when the kids get it and they oh, like that noise. pop it up. Oh, oh yeah. Like... My wife's always like, just let them be. She's like, you know, she tells me all the time, pick your battles. Like the kids are having fun. And I see the styrofoam like all over the floor. Like it's like looking at me like, that's right. I won. I won. (laughs) I got you. I hate styrofoam. I always, even, even I tell companies when I actually go to places and they give me a to go cup and it's styrofoam, I I actually will give it back to them and I won't even take the styrofoam with me. I, I just will not do it. And it's so interesting though, that you said that you're changing from that. And I love that because I think we should be away from styrofoam, especially with grapes being packed where? Yes. In the field. And we're having styrofoam in the field. You just got me on a topic. We're going to go on for like 30 minutes about styrofoam. (laughs) I'm telling you, I hate styrofoam out there. I'm never going to have a styrofoam uh, contract, everybody, because I will blast them as much as I can.
0: But it's a it's a really important thing to think about though with how we can be more creative and innovative and in how we explore other alternative materials and I like the fact that you know when we think globally we are being pushed by other partners like in you know Australia or Europe to do things differently. And, and I think, you know, too, I mean, with Ellen MacArthur here, even domestically, a lot of the grocery retailers and club stores we spoke with are really feeling like they have these commitments they have to achieve around their waste diversion goals, um, trying to get to zero waste. And so they're really pushing um, on the growers to say, hey, get out of anything um, that that is not going to be recyclable. So um, we, we definitely heard that.
1: Well, I know we're working on even the bags uh, again. And for citrus, we p- pack a lot of ten fours, a like four-pound bags, eight-pound bags, and even some of the companies that we work with. And trust me, if you go out there, there's only like less than half a dozen companies that print these bags. And and trust me, if you, you knew who they are, none of them. Wait, one of them might have been on my show, but not as a featured guest. Um, but again, yeah, we're looking at some of these bags, and a lot of them are using a recyclable material. There's still a lot of plastic on them. There's still right. There's still things that. Um, are not biodegradable. So I'm glad, you know, Georgia Pacific's thinking about that and, you know, becoming, you know, kind of a future leader in that space. So obviously anything to help the produce and supply chain, I am always an advocate for. So I definitely appreciate your work there. Now, Liz, one, it's been awesome to have you on the show, but if anybody wants to get a hold of you, talk to you, chat with you, how do they do that? Yes.
0: Just find me on LinkedIn, Liz Walsh, and go to um, gppackaging.com to learn more about what I do at Georgia Pacific and can't wait to connect again in the future. Thanks so much for the time today.
1: I appreciate it. I appreciate yourself, your company, and you're welcome. Thank you for joining the Produce Industry Podcast. You've been
0: listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.